Thank you so much for joining us for another awesome episode of the Wild Edible World podcast. I'm only one of your hosts. My name is Michael, but this episode, you can call me Funky Filbert. <laughs> and uh, you can call me Cobnut Cantu uh, because <laughs> this is episode Hazelnut. Hazelnut, yeah. So there's a couple different types of hazelnuts, but um, they all pretty much look the same. So uh, our main focus is going to be on the American hazelnut. Um, let me get the... Uh, Corliss. Coriolis. Americanus. I, like, I, I just like Corliss because I've been watching a lot of House of the Dragon. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Corliss. <laughs> Corliss. Oh, yeah, Corliss, the, the knight, yeah. yeah. Okay, but yeah, it's Coriolis um, Americana, and it grows across the entire eastern portion of the North America, um, North America top to bottom, uh, ending where things kind of usually do, and we refer to the western and eastern portions of the United States, the Rocky Mountains. Um, what, uh, you this, found one, right? You've seen one? Yeah, yeah, for sure. We... Uh, yeah, there's there's some right outside one of our one of our recording spots. Yeah, and uh, I think everyone would be surprised at how close these are to them because they're they kind of like you know they're they're kind of masked a bit because it just looks like a like a large bush or yeah or abs- short tree exactly <laughs> yeah and that's exactly the kind of plant it is and it's kind of you know once you get your forager eyes on like listening to this podcast or reading certain mm-hmm. books and you start learning about how many other plants there are, you realize that it's not just a wall of green. There, that there's so many different things and hazelnuts are one of the things that kind of tend to blend into the background sometimes. Until they're ready. They just like chill until yeah. they're ready to until go. They do, yeah, they do tend yeah. to make themselves pretty ridiculously <laughs> obvious. Yeah. Um, so let's start with the most recognizable portion of the hazelnut, which is, pro- I think the leaves honestly um i guess in the fall okay okay so I like obviously the flowers the too the flowers you got flowers the, yeah, i actually the, haven't seen the flowers the little uh i mean you i'm sure you have they're like the little dangly guys the the, the, catkins? the catkins yeah okay yeah so they have the catkin flower and so for me just i y- you see those rarely I That's think. true. There's, no, only, there's only a few of them. There's, there, there's only a few species yeah. of plants that do that, and one of them's like a birch tree. Yeah, exactly. That grows, you know, that ha- is like obviously yeah. different. White bark <laughs> yeah. is a tree. Yeah. Um, but you're right. No, the catkins are there all year round, so you're going to be able to find them whenever there's no foliage, when there's no hazelnuts, mm-hmm. even when there are hazelnuts growing. They're there all year. So you're right. I think. I think. I stand corrected. The catkins are the most recognizable feature for I should have sure. done a catkin name. Damn it. Ooh, yeah, that's right. You got the uh, alliteration going. But cobnuts are great. That's what they call them over in the United Kingdom and Scotland, I think? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Cobnuts and cobnuts. filberts are uh, the other common name that I think are used both uh, commonly here and in Europe. Yeah. But I've only ever heard hazelnut. When you said Filbert, like, several weeks ago when we recorded yeah. at that one spot, <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I thought it was hilarious. I yeah, thought you were just being, cute. just being silly Steve. No, silly but Steve. No. <laughs> just making up adorable names for things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it was real, to my yes. delight. Um, so, okay, the catkin. So if you don't know what a catkin looks like, it's kind of like a mini version of, like, a corn dog. Kind of like a scaly corn, mini corn dog. Yeah, just imagine a bunch of corn dogs hanging from a tree, or corn <laughs> cobs. I guess it's scaly like corn uh, cobs hanging under. So they're really tiny. When we're most catkins, 
no matter what species of plant they grow on, they don't get much bigger than a couple inches. Yeah, I'd say some of them might get up to like five or six inches, but those are like really big and they're like of, little tassels. They're it's, a, yeah. it's, it's a, so or it's a, tails. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, like little uh, tanuki tails or something <laughs> without the striping. <laughs> Um, so they're hanging, they, the, the key identifier though is how they are organized on the branch. So they might kind of look like a cone. Mm-hmm. So like a pine cone, a really unripe pine cone. We're giving lots of comparative <laughs> examples. So hopefully y'all just like maybe do a Google search and see for yourself. So you're not just going by what we're struggling to define it as, <laughs> but, uh, they'll be either hanging directly down perpendicular to the growing pattern of the branch or they'll be growing parallel they'll be kind of like going out and that's how you differentiate between a couple different species of hazelnuts but they are still hazelnuts they're just as edible they're just a different species so the one i've encountered the most and the ones that we're talking about Mm -hmm. mostly today americanus has directly perpendicular downward hanging Catkins. Catkins. I kept yeah. wanting to call them cattails. Yeah. And I cat-tails. was yeah. stopping it before it came out of my mouth. But. <laughs> All right. So enough about the catkins, the Thank leaves. You. Let's, yes. let's, let's see what we got. So that's actually what I see most of the time whenever I'm driving along the road. I've, I've had a couple neck breaker moments where even along roads that I've driven for, I want to say years now, like a couple years, I've been driving down the same road and I'm only just now sometimes seeing some of these bushes. And they also do take a couple years to, to reach full growth maturity. So maybe I wasn't seeing them because, well, first of all, I was being a safe and responsible driver course, by paying per, full attention to the road. Per usual. <laughs> in, in case your insurance provider happens to be listening to our podcast. Right exactly. <laughs> but uh, you, what I notice are these big leaves. It's a, it's a shrub that doesn't grow tall. It grows from anywhere at max from 8 to 20 feet, which is a pretty large span. Yeah. But I have never seen a hazelnut bush 20 feet. That's I've big. S- I've seen them <laughs> 10 feet. That's probably the, the most recent one that, we've, that I've seen with, with you while we were recording. Um, yeah. And the leaves are going to be like two to six inches long. Yeah. So they're pretty sizable leaves. Mm-hmm. And they're kind of like oval hearts. So they have that little bit of lobing at the top where it connects to the stem. But it's really slight. Yeah. And they're wide uh, or longer shaped. So about... Like I said, six inches long. They're double serrated on the edges, mm-hmm. and the veining on the pattern of the leaf is opposite or uh, alternate. Mm-hmm. The opposite of opposite, alternate. So they will be branching at separate intervals as opposed to across from each other, like opposite is. They brown really interestingly. They usually have like lots of spots on them, so they almost look diseased. But that's just kind of how they age um, with the hazelnuts themselves they they kind of also get this like browning effect that happens to them pretty early i mean it's not that early i guess i'm looking around us right now and just about everything is starting to turn yellow or has browned and fallen for sure so and then after so we got leaves we got uh catkins and then the the nuts themselves are super cool because it's almost like they are uh, like gift wrapped a bit, yeah. You know, they have like this paper, paper exterior. Yeah, like uh, a, a pretty significant husk around them. It's yeah. like really, it's not, it's not 
tough. It's fragile, but it's still like whenever it's green, it's nice and juicy. Juicy. Yeah. It can be pretty thick. Um, one of my favorite features, honestly, on any plant ever is on a hazelnut. And it is when they're still immature, because I've been obsessing over this plant this year and like watching some plants I've seen mm -hmm. or that I've been keeping track of like really closely. And they have this like really interesting um, resin on the outside of the husks when they are still green, very green. So we're talking like June, July, even August, like yeah, peak August, heat. Yeah. They're like they're still kind of like oozing out this resin and it just smells so awesome it's not so resonancy that it's like sticking get your hands stuck together mm -hmm. but it's just like you walk away after handling a few of them and it's just like having a nice flavor in your mouth but on your hands where it's like just kind of like oh a nice reminiscent texture remembering that uh you know this beautiful plant that i was handling but it sure. also smells really nice. I think the smell is really, really awesome. So yeah. I enjoy this plant all year round in more than more ways than just eating it. I think it's a really beautiful plant. The filberts are cute, they and are they cute. so they're I, very I, cute. I was thinking about how to describe it, and they're like uh, really long, like big eyelashes or like a pair of lips. That's but a good. That's a good. I, <laughs> I like to think about it as eyelashes because the hazelnuts on the inside are like an eyeball, yeah. and as they age, they slowly like spread apart and open up and we have an example like right here in front of us and some of them can kind of look like a little eyeball a brown eyeball and big brown papery eyelashes and eyelids included all in one uh there's a couple other metaphors like delicious you know, delicious eyeballs yeah there's probably better <laughs> metaphors we could no draw. that's good no I, I've, I've honestly been sitting here this whole time like what the hell does that remind me of like maybe like you know how you have a hard candy and the two ends are twisted Kind of like uh, like that that serrated uh, like open end. That's the closest thing I came up with. Okay. But I think eyelashes are better because you're right. Throughout the season, as they ripen, they open up, eventually uh, releasing the filbert, mm -hmm. and uh, then you find it on the ground. Yep, you can find them on the ground, <laughs> or uh, you're diligent like us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you pick them a little early, a little bit early. Um, I like to just kind of spread the paper apart just a little bit and get a peek at the nut. Uh, just take a little peek at that nut <laughs> and uh, see if it's just a little brown. If it's got a touch of color on it, if I am uh, in a really competitive area, which I usually am, but if there's only a couple of bushes, I'm probably going to take them early, and they will still cure and ripen in a brown paper bag fully. For sure. So as long as they're at like so, you just use a, like a gardening term, uh, the breaker stage, which uh, is like you know like a tomato that's like thirty percent ripe but still has a good way to go. You can pull it, stick it in a window, and it'll ripen to full ripeness yeah. on its own. So like that breaker stage of the filber is, is probably a little bit further along, maybe like uh, 60%, would you say? 60 70% Oh, ripe? sure, yeah, because it's growing on the branch for months and yeah. months. So yeah, probably and, 60 70%. And then really the key there is just like the, the form, formation of the actual fruit or like the meat inside of the nut. Yeah, you know? the nut shell uh, has to have this certain uh, touch of color to it. Otherwise, yeah, the nut meat inside won't be developed enough yeah. to continue. Well, I mean, it'll probably still age into something consumable, but will it have that, like, as good of a hazelnut flavor? And It's going to be really diminished. And then I've, I've definitely cracked open a couple, and there's been, like, tiny little 
tiny little guy in it. And yeah. then uh, I've opened one that was fully ripe, and yeah. that was like full almost. Yeah. You know? So it does make a difference. Yeah. You, if you can air later on in the season. For sure. Um, because, I mean, some people are going to find whole stands of these bushes because that's how they grow. It's in a, uh, oh, there's a specific term I can't remember, uh, but it's, they, they grow in really dense bushing formation. So obviously they're growing in clusters of like five or six nuts at a time. And if nothing eats them, which is sort of unlikely, but it does happen, mm-hmm. or, you know, just little scraps, you know, squirrels miss a nut in a bundle, they leave it behind, but it's still a viable seed and it'll grow into another bush right there. And they also sucker out as well. So it's, it's kind of a bush that you need to control. Otherwise, it's going to get crazy. Yeah, and then you're just going to have way too much Nutella. Oh, hand. no. <laughs> so, so that's where you'll find hazelnuts uh, in popular uh, culture, yeah. is, is the chocolate hazelnut spread known yeah. as Nutella. Um, I mean, you can find it all over the place. You find, just, yeah, you can Just about any uh, coffee shop you can go to, and this has been my jam lately, is getting tons of hazelnut flavoring in my coffee. Uh, my dad loves it, and so, like, it's just one of the few things. Like, I don't really like flavoring in my coffee. I don't drink coffee that much either, but uh, if I do, I especially, like, now, around <laughs> fall time, yeah. I'm not a pumpkin spice guy. I'm kind of a yeah. hazelnut guy. I, I have my own. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Is that, like, white girl foraging style? It's not pumpkin spice. What's pumpkin spice? Spice. No, yeah. you got hazelnut. Hazelnuts, way, way more. Let me put on my Merrells and my red flannel. But uh, <laughs> that's funny. But hazelnuts are just like even just beyond Nutella, beyond uh, flavoring your coffee in society. It's they've been used like forever. Yeah, you yeah. know, absolutely. So there was some carbon dating on some hazelnuts that they found. Uh, I forget where, but it, they were like dated back to six thousand BC. Wow. Like so, like. Forever, basically. Hazelnuts. That's a beautiful thing, man. It is. Never no seen a more I... beautiful thing. <laughs> yeah, it's got the juice. <laughs> yeah. But right. I really, uh, yeah, I do feel kind of a strong connection to this plant. I love finding it whenever I do. Like I said, it's caused a couple, like, breakneck moments for me on the road because I think those leaves are just so... And they've got, like, a hairy texture to them to just add one more note to them. They're, they're nice. They're, they're kind of fuzzy. They're, like, velvety. Velvety. I was yeah. going to say that, like, I'd probably, if I had to in a pinch, I'd use them as toilet paper. Like, they're soft enough. Later on in the year, like, once they start getting some browning, obvi- like, when most things, when they brown, they're going to be a little bit more crispy. I'm not going to sure. use them like that. But they are that soft in the summertime. They're really nice. But... We'll rain it in for the first half. Oh, man. Rain it in. Oh, man. <laughs> if you couldn't tell, if you uh, could hear the rain going on in the background. Yeah, I, we have some great ambiance going on today. I hope so. I hope uh, it carries across well. We should, you, just, we should just pause for five seconds and, and, and let them get some rain sounds, okay? Starting now. Okay, that was for you. Yeah, maybe it was completely silent. Because, Hopefully like, not, because it's lovely. Because <laughs> nice. the mics are that, they're, they're okay enough where they're not just picking up everything. But hopefully that was a nice little ASMR moment for you. If not, then you can probably hear it anytime we're talking. So we'll run our ad, and let me go through my list of what we're supposed to do. Okay, ad break, and then we'll go through nutrients, nutrients and... Yeah. Places uh, where this grows, how to find it. Delicious recipes. Some good recipes, yeah. ways to use it, and how to. I'll, I'll probably run through how to cure it and how to store it a little sure. too. So 
We'll be right back on the Wild Edible World podcast where the best food is free in just a few moments. Thank you. This Filberty episode of Wild Edible World podcast. We are now in the period of the season where we are recording in the dark at 6 p.m. It's super dark right now. And it's very sad. <laughs> but yeah, so we're talking about hazelnuts this episode in case you forgot. You forgetful silly goose. You little, you little goslings. <laughs> you goofy goslings. Uh, so... We managed to crack open a couple of these hazelnuts we had in front of us uh, pretty primitively. I almost spilled uh, <laughs> Steve's pumpkin seeds all over the place. But yeah, we, I mean, classic good old caveman style, pick up a rock and hit it. Oh, you hit that one too hard, hit softer. Okay, now find the right spot in between. We actually managed to find a little divot in the picnic table we're sitting at to kind of prop the, the nuts and yeah. we managed to get a couple good seeds out of it. So we are, we were two for five, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> Smashed uh, two of them. Next. One of them was not viable. Yeah. It was a little runt, runt, runt nut. The moral of the story, next time, bring like a pair of pliers or a nutcracker. Yeah. Uh, a squirrel. Yeah. A squirrel. There's a really cool nutcracker that I want to buy that... I th- I I'm not sure where it's sold other than Foragers Harvest, which is Sam Thayer's like brick and mortar slash online store, and it's called the Dave Built Nutcracker. <laughs> D D A V E B I L T Dave Built like Vanderbilt, but Dave Built, and it 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 looks like one of those. You ever seen one of those like D? Uh, it's like a corn machine, like one of those things for corn. Yeah, like dry corn, where you put it through and you like spin it, sure. and it like shoots out the cob, and you got a bunch of kernels. Mm-hmm. It's like that, but for nuts. So mm. it's got like a bin, and then you pour the nuts in the back, and then it's this big this disc with certain sized holes and divots or whatever, and you spin the disc, and it eventually catches the nut, and it breaks them and deposits it deposits it out like a. I've never seen this like a coin operated thingo. Well, it's really cool. It's like a, it's a, it's less than two hundred dollars, but it is also sold out. It's very popular. I'm sure. But yeah. I saw one used at the Wild Harvest Festival this uh, a couple weeks ago, and I was obsessed. I recently got an alternative, which is much more widely wild, widely available and is still American made, and it's called Grandpa's Goody Getter. Maybe we've talked about this on the show before. I don't think, I so. Don't think so. No, we, we don't. We haven't talked about nuts before. Mm-hmm. So. This is our first nut episode, so the first episode where I will be plugging Grandpa's Goody Getter, as weird as it is to say, every single time. But I'll be saying it for every single nut, 
episode because it's probably one of the best like kill all nut crackers of all time and it's kind of heavy duty you it's it's tall yellow and you bolt it to a piece of wood or a table and it's got a crank and the crank comes down it's got a small nut attachment so i have this small nut ram is what it's called for ramming your small nuts and basically it just applies the perfect amount of pressure to crack the nut it's 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 actually advertised for black walnuts which oh. is like the not most a small not- nut. <laughs> not a small nut and also the most notoriously difficult nut to crack sure so uh it's a really damn good device i haven't had the pleasure of using it and once i started collecting all these hazelnuts i realized i wanted something a little bit more labor efficient or time efficient to process all these pretty small nuts and that's where the dave built came into play and so i'd really like something that is kind of more of a dial operated style and can I can dump like ten nuts in there at a time and crank them out eventually while I'm watching TV at very loud volume because it's a very <laughs> loud cast iron piece of equipment. But nice. uh, anyway, but there's a reason why these are so difficult to get in, right? It's because there's lots of delicious, packed with fats. They're delicious and yeah, yeah, just hit, nu- hit. nutrient dense. So let's bust some newts per our usual 100 grams, which is about three and a half ounces, which is a lot of nuts. Three and a half ounces is a a ton of nut meat. Yeah. A lot of nut meat. We got 16.7. So, I I mean, I guess let's not get that specific. It's a decent amount of carbohydrates. It's not a ton of sugars. Uh, It is a ton of dietary fibers. So like killer. Um, there's, there's like you mentioned before, lots of, lots of good fats. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would go so far as to say this is 100% a survival food. Like this would be something I would like, just looking at the stats would want with me where I like, you know, backpacking or, uh, you know, just on a super long hike or, uh, in a zombie apocalypse or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, good amount of protein, 14 or 15 grams per that 100. Um, and then the nutrients are just are just massive. So uh, vitamin E, great for you know skin, yeah. hair, yep, longevity. Uh, manganese is a huge one, three hundred percent of your daily value. Yeah, uh, in that in that three point five ounces. Uh, magnesium, a lot of people are magnesium deficient. Uh, that's why I carry on pumpkin seeds with me everywhere I go. Yeah, because I don't want to be one of those people. Yeah, I probably am too, which is why they're so stinking delicious to me right now. Yeah, maybe. But, I mean, that, that's just the tip of the iceberg. There's a ton of stuff. Yeah, did you say dietary fiber at all? Yeah, yeah, there's, okay. it's packed. It's pretty good. Yeah, so basically protein, fiber, vitamin E, iron, phosphorus, manganese, magnesium, all yeah. surpass your 30% D, uh, daily value. So uh, it's really awesome. They got good B vitamins as well, so, like several minerals, calcium, zinc. Sure. I mean, it's a, it's a great nut. It's a little labor-intensive. I mean, mostly just because you can't buy it from the store. But honestly, uh, the way this plant grows, you can collect a lot of it if you Mm -hmm. have the space and time to cure it and process it. And unlike a lot of the the fruit, the uh, things that we've talked about so far, this is a low glycemic food. So if you're somebody that's sugar sensitive, uh, the fact that there's so much dietary fiber in in comparison to to sugars is, is great for you. Nice. Um, high in fat, so yeah, ninety three percent of your value in fat yeah. in hundred grams, which yeah, is yeah. like wild. It's so that's so fatty. Mm-hmm. 
So that I mean that considered, I just want to say real quick that they're that means they are a little bit more perishable than some nuts. Sure. So it is recommended that you refrigerate them. Mm-hmm. These have not been refrigerated, and we'll taste them in a minute to see how they are. But I think yeah. they're going to be just fine, and they're probably a month or two cured. Yeah, just sitting in my apartment. Why wait so. a minute? Let's do it now. Yeah. Okay. Deal. Okay. I'm pretty 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 regular raw. Yeah, like like general raw nut flavor. <laughs> yeah. These may have been just a little under might have been a little underdeveloped when they uh when so they were probably picked a little bit early. Either that or maybe the branch that you pulled it from had some damage and sure. uh the nuts didn't develop all the way. These were a little bit smaller. I've had some from this assuming that this is from that same uh grouping of of hazelnuts that we got for, grabbed from before? I don't know anymore. No, he's just <laughs> you're just so hazelnut rich right now. Yeah, kind of. I've got a few places I've been pulling them from, but so. I've had a few of them that have re- they've had really nice full sized uh, uh, nuts on the inside of the of the shell, and uh, yeah, I'm 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 excited. I have I have some in the car right now that I grabbed last time we were there. Yeah, that I am excited. Yeah, they're not bad raw. I, I mean, I think most of them are going to be better than the ones we just tasted. Uh, but you can eat them raw. They are good raw. Uh, sprinkled on salads, the, the edges of cakes, uh, added in pastries, whatever. Yeah. But they are like a lot of nuts and other things. So they're just be- better when they're roasted. Slightly roasted a bit. That brings out more of those flavors, I think, that we're familiar with. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess let's talk a little bit about uh, some interesting recipes that we might be able to I mean, just, use. just doing, like, researching this, trying to get, uh, you know, some info for, for listeners. Um, I mean, each, it seems like each culture kind of has their, their thing or, or several things uh, that these nuts are used in. So, like, different cakes or pralines or... Yeah. Uh, you know, different little snacks. I mean, it, it seems like it's it's pretty prevalent, which is understandable because it's it's a, in my opinion, a longevity food as far as uh, minimal effort, maximum reward. Yeah, uh, and it grows across. Uh, like you said, many cultures have adopted it as as a core part of their yearly food, and that's because there are several different varieties that grow pretty much all around the world. I'll safely say all around the world. You know, yeah. I, there's a couple places that it's, it, it is exemptive, but it is. Pretty uh, zone tolerant. Um, as, again, there are specific va- varieties that you can get, but that's not what we're talking about right now. <laughs> so the other things you can do with it is uh, like hazelnut butter, you, like, candy, candied hazelnuts. Sure. Um, so that's something I'm actually planning on doing is probably butter. I'm going to do a, a hazelnut butter and a chestnut butter. Nice. Just because I have so many of both. Not to <laughs> not to brag. But I am a little stressed out about it, to be honest. <laughs> you got a lot of... Uh, got a lot of work ahead of got me. Got a lot of work ahead of you. A lot of grandpa's goody getter to <sighs> Sheesh. get going on. Yeah, g- grandpa's getting those goodies, all right. I had a lot of work behind me processing pawpaws and persimmons yeah. and apples. Now I got a lot of work ahead of me with the nuts and um, actually more more berries. I found that like crazy umble of elderberries. Oh the yeah, other day. that was, was insane. Like, that was those, those are the most huge. beautiful, and they're they're in the spot where I usually get my elderberries, and they were bigger than anything I'd ever seen before. And it's also October, so it's like, what are you doing here? Yeah, but 
we're, we're getting distracted. Uh, more things to do with hazelnuts. Uh, obviously, you can make it into, so butter. I think that would basically be what you would buy at the store, right? That's the... Any nut thing. Yeah. <laughs> you can do any nut thing. Yeah. So, you know, ex- like okay. Like yeah. hazelnut brittle. You know, you can do, there's a million different things. The, 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 I guess the focus is get out there, get some dang hazelnuts. And, yeah, absolutely. Uh, give them a try. Yeah, I want to make sure I mention before I am hitting myself in the head later because I've been meaning to say this this whole episode, is that it's a really popular landscaping plant. So mm-hmm. I, I said this about Juneberries, and I found these basically, uh, I don't know, less than a quarter of a mile from where I say all my Juneberries are. So this is uh, an industrially planted tree, shrub, it's treated like a bush. I, I have complained pretty publicly on my Instagram several times about how uh, my <laughs> hazelnut harvest last year was yeah. stolen from me by just completely mindless landscapers that are shaping all these shrubs into circles. Yeah. They're just like, uh, just it, uh, with no discretion, just trimming the crap out of these bushes and killing them. They're yeah. dying. Yeah, and, and also like a little hazelnut hazelnut info that's how hazelnuts are harvested they'll they'll shake the trees until the nuts fall off and then they will go around with like a sweeper machine that gathers them all from the ground so those guys that are that are shaping those bushes and whatnot they're probably also shaking them off a bit early if not cutting them off totally i think they're just cutting them off um i i (laughs) i wish i i had the uh positivity to think that they were collecting them and that maybe the landscaping service or whatever makes a little money off the side selling them or something like that but i'm pretty sure that they might not even know what bush it is and that they're just using those chainsaws on a stick and just like oh for make, sure making no, no, I, I, I didn't i didn't mean that they were like shaking them off on purpose in an ideal world (laughs) an ideal world they would be collecting them and making use of them or cutting them off and leaving them there for the abundant amount of wildlife that i know is like any any hazelnut bush i go to there are going to be scraps along the ground it's a very popular food for raccoons squirrels uh just about anything that get their mouth on it i would say the majority of it's probably just a lack of knowledge absolutely Uh, absolutely of course i i never begrudge anybody um, that especially when as as painful as it may be sometimes I understand that it's just a job and people don't know what they're interacting with sometimes and sometimes they do and they just don't care so true maybe they don't know and I I'd rather think that but we're getting off track again this has been a little bit of an extended episode yeah. uh, I think maybe something about the low light and the the rainy yeah, ambiance just kind of gets the yeah. yeah. <laughs> we need to get some candlelight, <laughs> of know, course. Yeah. That's what it is. It's romantic. Yeah, it, gets, it really gets the, the juices flowing. So, so you know it's late when your phone switches to like uh, oh no eye saver mode. You yeah, know, like you got the, the red filter. Blue, yeah, the red filter. Uh, yeah, so that that might be a hint here. Yeah, I think that's I think, a hint. I think that we're closing we in on home. thirty minutes for this episode. Yeah, that uh, is which exactly is a bit long for us. Imagine Apple episode. It's going to be a. M- it's going to be a bloodbath. Yeah, we'll consider extending our typical. I mean, we're not we're, try not to be too tight about what we do. You know, it's it's a loose conversation. We're having fun. If it goes a little bit longer than twenty minutes, I'm sure people will still listen to it and enjoy it. But if you enjoy these little bit of longer episodes, be sure to let us know. We'd be happy to give even more information per plant. Um, but 
uh, we need your guys' support, and we we need to know that you guys like listening to us for that long. Um, we're insecure. So by that, I mean you should publicly not tell us, but write a review and give us a rating on whatever podcast platform you're able to do that on. Give us five stars. Talk about how funny and cool, handsome, and smart we are, and also modest, <laughs> and how uh, how much information we brought into your guys' lives. Tell all your pals. <laughs> Tell your friends. Uh, g- give them the gift of this podcast for their birthdays yeah. and Christmas. And hey, the holidays are coming up. Yeah. Any other holidays you celebrate. Give uh, the gift of this show. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Go do that right now. Thanks. <laughs> this has been the Wild Edible World Podcast. Best food for free. You know what it is. Trailside, curbside, low tide. Low tide. You already know. Let's get out of here, Steve. Peace. <laughs>